So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Sam. And I'm Sky from Cheem. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album, Guilty Pleasure. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you guys feel about the response to the announcement so far? Uh, honestly, pretty good. I mean, it's it's been a long time since we've like released any kind of like project beyond like one song at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did we did a split, but that's you know I mean that was like three songs. This is actually the first album we've done since I would say 2017. Some people would argue in 2018 we had an album, but we call it a mixtape. So regardless, it's nice to see people who are like oh you know be like cheated like when they're rocking out to like come back and be like oh shit I'm actually excited for this new album. So. I don't know. We're, we're, yeah, we're happy about any like attention people give us whatsoever. So it's, it's really nice to um, just, just like come back into the ethos and be like, Hey guys, like we exist again. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. To clarify, it's something more cohesive uh, rather than uh team TV. It's just kind of like a bunch of ideas thrown up into uh, a track list. This is like something like we like cohesively thought would, would fit well together. Mm-hmm yeah um so obviously we were saying beforehand like back when we when we talked back in like 2020 you guys were like (laughs) we got this album you sent it to us and like everything and it's finally coming out now how long have you guys like been sitting on this thing you want to talk about that uh well honestly song that was written for this was back in 2017 i want to say yeah Yeah, like right out the last track back when we were working on downhill yeah so, 2017 was when we started writing and then 2019 was when we started recording so it's been it's been a while yeah <laughs> oh my god but uh it was worth the the songs were recorded last year actually because we, we like had like a few that were like oh why don't we just like add more songs at first it was an ep and we're like we've been holding on for this for way too long let's make it an album so That's sky amazing. sky wrote some new tracks including the single you you we recently just released called snag mm-hmm. last year and we recorded that in like a separate location but um we tried to mix it as well as possible so everything still sounds together which i i say we we did and, yeah. um which everyone will hear soon yeah and it's funny because the, the last two songs we recorded completely in like a separate session from the rest of it those are the first two singles <laughs> so it's probably a good thing that we ended up adding them on because they're like two of the best songs on on the record Mm-hmm. Not that they're all not great, but you know, just good well, singles. The yeah. album was great, worth the wait, in my opinion. Definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely worth the wait. Of course. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Absolutely. Um, so, like, yes, I, we we kind of have like this philosophy in the band where it's like you shouldn't have like a guilty pleasure. Like, if you like something, unless it's something like totally like abhorrent and like associated with like really bad people or like ideals, and like you probably shouldn't be like guilty to like it because like when most people talk about guilty pleasures, they're like. Oh, like I, I secretly listen to like Anna Montana or something. Yeah, like, like the Jonas Brothers. It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fucking love the Jonas shame. Brothers. I oh. love the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers are Nothing fucking sick. That. And I'm not ashamed of it. Like nobody should be ashamed to listen to <laughs> shit. Like that's just like music that doesn't like it doesn't hurt anybody. You know what I mean? Mm. Like nobody should be ashamed to be like, oh yeah, you know, like oh, I, I watch Gilmore Girls. I fucking love that show. But like I would Why never tell my guy up? friends. You know what I mean? Like I would never tell my guy friends about that shit. Like you know what I mean? It's like why? Why are you worried? Like just fucking be open about that shit so like you know i think for our, our music like obviously like what we're doing i think people would consider like at, at least like five years ago where diy was if we were doing what we were doing now people would be calling us corny left and right and it's like <laughs> oh, i'm yeah. glad that people are more open-minded now but if, if our music is a guilty pleasure for someone like it's cool but it's like don't be like ashamed of it you know what i mean like 
we're just trying to make music we like and we're not guilty about making it and we're not guilty about the shit we listen to like you shouldn't be either and the title is i mean it's kind of like a reflection of that it sort of channels like like a little bit of lisa frank you know what i mean because i love lisa frank shit i think it looks dope i love that design i love rainbows and shit i'm not ashamed of that so you know i mean it's kind of like i guess it goes hand in hand with that hell yeah very cool all right we're we're Uh, passionate about this (laughs) (laughs) uh so can you guys tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album uh, um, yeah. For the most part, um, like I write the music and then I either write the melodies or I send them to Sam when I don't have ideas and Sam writes the melodies and then I either write lyrics to them or like I work off of some of like the placeholder lyrics that Sam gives me and work out the melodies and then obviously I'm like writing the rap parts and stuff um, except for the one feature. So a lot of that writing stuff comes down to me and like a lot of the demoing process for the songs is where a lot of the touches of production come from like most of that like electronic stuff is present from the get-go mm-hmm. and sometimes that'll be present in like the original idea for the song like uh like there's a song on the record called pay to play where like the original idea itself was like i wanted to have like a, a sample of something it's like if someone saying the words pay to play like looping that and then putting like a dance hall type beat over it so it's like ideas don't necessarily come from me like fooling around on a guitar anymore like they used to like years ago it's more like i think of music in like a much more like I don't want to say like abstractly, but it's, it's definitely like more of like a nebulous cloud of like things I can pull from where it's like, okay, well, I don't have to start with a riff. I can start with like this cool like drum loop or something like that. So I, and I think that's an easier way for us to channel like all the different influences and genres that we are bringing to the table on this record too. Cause it's like, we're approaching writing rock music as if we were not rock musicians. Like if, if it was like a, like if it was like Pharrell coming to the table or like, you know, Soundwave coming to the table and be like, all right, I'm going to write a rock song. Like, they wouldn't probably go in with a guitar riff first. They'd lay down like a beat first, you know? So it's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's really cool. I think this album, yeah, I think this album is more, like, Sky definitely writes, like, the skeleton. But um, this is the first album, actually, with our bassist, Nate, even though he's he's been in the band now for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this album, Sky, because it was way more rock-oriented, um, Sky kind of let the instrumental instrumentalists of the band kind of have some bit of control on how they were playing the oh, parts yeah, that he wrote because like nate is like arguably Hard. the best bassist i know Same. and i i can't ever think of his ideas and i think it's, it's, like you may you may have some of the ideas guy but like nate always come just oh yeah does whatever no, the, the hell he too. wants yeah when i'm referring to writing it's more like the, the structure of the songs and like the actual like you know, like here's like the A section, the B section, but as far as like the little like licks and like certain flourishes behind like the drum and bass performances, like it's more like, okay, like here's where like the hard beat should land and here's where the root notes are. Like, you know, yeah. fuck around and find out what is good here. You know what I mean? That's it. We, we definitely, cause we recorded bass and drums at the same time for most of these songs, which is the first time we've done that too. So it was kind of like, all yeah. right, let's just let these two lock in. And if they want to add some shit, like it's going to be good. Cause they're both Sean and Nate are both really good players. So it was cool to have that as well because like, you know, even though like sometimes I might write like a slap lick for Nate, like I don't play slap bass the same way he does. So he's going to have to play it a different way anyway. He's going to add his own touch on it. So it's, it's nice because, you know, even though the majority of like the songwriting stuff comes from me, like you still hear everybody on the, on the record and you still hear their, like all their personalities and their playing styles, which is a nice balance, I think. That's sick. Yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, so what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is each of your own personal favorite? God, that is a difficult one to say because they all 
the writing process doesn't even like end until like the song is like done like well (laughs) i guess that's not true because like it's really the production process we were really more concerned about production on this and a lot of these like little tiny things that we added here and there like even like whole sections where it was like all right actually we want to do a whole full band stop here let's just edit that in because we forgot to we didn't record it and it wasn't written at the time so that kind of shit happened really late in the process so like you could argue the writing for some of this shit took like you know two to three years but yeah i'd say the song that took the longest to like compose from beginning to end was probably i would say emerge just because i took a really long time writing the rap verses in that one really and also, like, trying to get like all the sections to kind of like be the perfect things to like go together you know and there's there's I, stuff in that that was like you know originally in the song that got cut out and stuff that got added and, you know yeah. and that's the one that we were working on since 2017 so it probably went through a couple different iterations god damn personal favorites i i mean i, I kind of want to say overload just because it's fucking crazy either that or world star those are the two weirdest ones and i, I just like that shit i like doing different stuff yeah you sam um well actually i'm going to argue against you and say the song that took all like the most i think effort was clueless because to get it right yeah (laughs) yeah because that song like we uh we like mixed like so many times there were so many mixes of that one song because like yeah it's a very that song is very detailed and it was it resulted into like multiple guitar tracking sessions and layering and like uh redoing and i think i think we had like a mix that was like technically done in 2019 when we went on tour with origami angel and i remember showing them it was like yeah this is sick this is like the final mix and then like the next you're like no this is whack this is whack this is that's another thing too when we originally did all the guitar tracks in this album like we didn't take a di of them which is like when you take, you know, anybody listening doesn't know a DI is like the unfiltered, unamplified guitar signal right out of the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, we just recorded the amp signal because we were like, yeah, this amp sounds great. And, we were, and Gabe was like, I don't know about this amp sound. I was like, me neither. <laughs> it's just, I guess we have to re-record all the guitar parts. So we did that. I literally retracked every guitar part on the album. So, But luck, I mean, I had practice. So I got to track them once before that. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. This album's recording process was like drama. Like we're we're a band that's like drama. I'd say we're drama free for the yeah. most part, but like but we're fucking anal about getting our songs right and getting our sound yeah. right. So mm-hmm. like like this album, we're like we're not dropping this until it sounds better than anything we've ever done. So, <laughs> now that it's dropping, you can you can have confidence. This is the best shit ever. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but I'd say my favorite track is. It's hard. There are children. I'd say, I'd say, um, either Virtual Boy, Snag, or Clueless. That's three songs. Are you just going to maybe Team Season? Just <laughs> <laughs> name it off the whole. Maybe Overload. Actually, pretty to good. Play to play. Uh, I mean, Mango. Mango's a good one. Uh, World Star's pretty good. Uh, and oh, uh, Emerge. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with your answer. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close it be the closer, shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? Yeah, yes I mean, Virtual Boy, was, Virtual Boy was literally written in like, <clears throat> like the, the structure of the song and a lot of the production was kind of thought up in like 10 minutes because Sean, our drummer, was like, yo, we need an intro track. And I was like, that. So I just wrote an intro track. <laughs> So that one was literally designed to be an intro. It was actually supposed to go right into Clueless. And I was like, 
nah, Clueless, Clueless isn't fast enough. Let's do a fast song for the second one. So then we wrote Snag. Um, and then uh, World Star was actually supposed to be a standalone single back in 2019. And then we just held onto it instead. And we were like, let's just stick it on the album. And it feels, it just kind of feels like a nice second to last track because it's very mellow. And then Emerge. It's like a like, breather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Emerge kind of has like that, like, I don't know, like prom scene in a movie vibes. We were all like, that's last. That's the last track mm-hmm. for sure. Everything else, it's kind of a matter of just like balancing, like making sure we don't have two songs in a row that are in like the same key or like are a similar beat or feel like that. It's just trying to keep it like very as you go through the track listing. That makes sense. Yeah, we wanted to have like our last song to be like epic sauce, like the most like yeah. theatrical epic ending like of, of a movie. And it was like, yeah, it's, it's got to yeah. be emerged. Yeah, the original ending for that song, it was just like the guitar chords. I was like, no, nah, we need something else. So I just layered like five different synth pads and just sent them all the game. I was like, just stick these on the last chord and fade them out and we'll be good. It'll be a nice big ending. Nice. <laughs> uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you were creating this album? Gosh, oh boy. I mean, well, I mean, it's kind of like our headspace over the past. It, it, it took so long. It's, we're almost yeah. in a different headspace now than we were at the time. But yeah. I think in general, <clears throat> there was a lot of like, just like, I don't even want to say this because I feel like people are going to get mad. But I was just like, fuck the DIY scene, bro. Like, this shit sucks. Uh... <laughs> like, <clears throat> it wasn't it was but it, it wasn't like you know like oh man i hate the sense of community and the friends we've made it wasn't that it was like i hate all like the you know all the, the drama bullshit yeah people are in there just to like elbow rub and fucking like cloud chase and shit like that and it's weird yeah. and, like, you and get, uh, quite uh, frankly out of all of the places to clout chase you're gonna clout chase in the diy, DIY community scene. What, yeah. What are we doing here? We all have like, clout. Stop it. Exactly. <laughs> and then I think it was just another like just general disillusionment with like music industry in general. Cause like I feel like every fucking day you hear about like somebody like getting fucked over by their label or like somebody, some artist you used to love is in a fucking lawsuit for being a shitty human being. It's like, this is, this is horrible. This is mm-hmm. a horrible world to live in as a yeah. musician or a music fan or a person. Long story short, we were jaded. Like, yeah. extru- like the most jaded, like, I remember like early 2019, like, like I, I graduated uh, college and I'm just like, I think I'm going to give up music. <laughs> like I literally like didn't listen to music. We Sky had all these songs and I was just like, okay, we're, let's just do it. I don't care. I don't, I don't care about music anymore. And then we, we started making them and I was like, wait, Dan, these are like, these kind of slap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us just collectively hitting that low point it was just like good for the band in, in the end because like you just lose so much like pride and like hubris and like all that shit you just like i don't fucking care let's just do it because it's fun you know what i mean like yeah mm-hmm. you, i don't yeah. know like i feel like around like the cheam tv era like a, a little bit after that like probably like 2019 ish early 2019 before we went on tour with gami we were just like dude are we even gonna like do this shit anymore like come mm-hmm. on man. you know what i mean yeah but, but passing through that fucking nadir is like okay cool you know now we're all like open to a lot more things that we used to be open to so we're, we're less stubborn now i think still just as angry and sarcastic but in different yeah. ways fair enough i feel like people our, our reception for team tv was like way less than we we expected because we all just loved we loved that release and it just didn't seem like a lot of people in the scene that we were in was like about it mm-hmm. so we were like why don't we just like why don't we just like do something that is you know more rock just to be like 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 middle fingers to everyone like yeah like yeah, yeah this is, i guess this is what you wanted but yeah. like of course then COVID like, happened. we were like you know what fuck it we're just gonna drop three like pop singles 
Fair enough. Like, that yeah, color true. was also part of us like not giving a fuck anymore. I feel like for a lot of bands, it's it's really been eye opening because it's like, wait, like nothing matters. We can do whatever we want. It's like all these like imaginary like structures and like weird rituals that have been built up in this industry. It's like you, most of that shit you don't have to do. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, like Sky said, people like even three years ago probably thought we were like the corniest band, and now I think like people are like really open or like I guess like the the concept of what team is could be like like more trendy than it was when we were actually starting to write this so i'm excited to see how people react to it because it's it's definitely a statement definitely and i mean it it seemed like the the album announced and the label signing and everything the response to it was good so hopefully Mm -hmm. people like the album um I do think it's funny though, Sam, that you said a couple of years ago, you were like, I'm done with music. And now you're like in seven projects and it's only <laughs> yeah. more, it seems like every day you're like, I got a new project now. And it's like, <laughs> all right. <I'm> music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I, one day I'm like, I hate music. And then the next day I'm like, wow, music's the greatest thing on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, we have those kind of mood swings. I remember one time, Sam, we were at like the house. I think we were at Dennis and I was sitting with Ben. And I was I like, I said something. I was like, dude, I fucking hate music. And he's like, dude, 15 minutes ago, you told me you would rather die than like not have music. In and I was just like, oh my God. I don't, I, you, this is who I am, Ben. Come on. This is me. That's great. Shane, this is you. So how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you guys personally recommend? Uh, All of the above. I'd yeah, say I mean, listen to it first in your room, like alone, and then then listen to it in your car, and then show all your friends. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. strap yourself to like a like a chair administering electric shocks every three seconds in a really dark room and just like play this at max volume until like you can't it literally doesn't leave your head it's subconsciously imprinted on your brain and then then show it to your friends because you won't be able to not you'll be like i need you to share in my pain that sounds really relaxing yeah. that sounds scary sounds as good. fuck <laughs> change is scary new ideas are scary this album it's fucking scary okay true all right <laughs> Uh, so this one should be super super quick off top of your heads i want you guys to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less three words each (laughs) i'm gonna need to say (laughs) that's not one of my words by the way that's not a word uh okay i'll say uh manic shameless and catchy yeah i thought you were gonna say fucking manic street preachers <laughs> um, <laughs> no. it's like I don't, I don't think it's that um i would probably say rainbow future punk i guess that's the, oh. the album right there okay yeah. all right rainbow mm-hmm. future punk that's what it is because uh, it's still coming from like a, a punk background because that's where i think most of us come from musically it's just like hammering three chords as hard as possible on a guitar until your fingers like bleed so i think that combined with like all the textures and electronics and stuff it's sort of like it still has like a little bit of punk behind it but it's very like layered and futuristic and all kinds of stuff going on so yeah Mm -hmm. so true uh so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album guilt (laughs) 
No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I just went, I went on like a five minute rant earlier about how they shouldn't have that. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> no, I guess um, like satisfaction. I want them to like listen to it and be like, damn, like that was that was worth sitting through. Like, I want to do that again. I want to tell everybody I know about that shit, you know, just intense satisfaction. That's good. That's good. I'm just going to agree with what Sky said on that one. That was perfect. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? You said memory? Mm-hmm. Memory. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, this is like three years of stuff to work with right here. This is, yeah. We got we to gotta go through the Rolodex of shit right now. Hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's hard because, you know, COVID. Um, and that was fun. But uh, <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't say it's a good memory. I just think it's funny. Um, when we were recording the drums, uh, it was at my school. And <laughs> well, it, and like they just like, like, uh made this new studio and we got to like go in there for the first time like they changed it after we uh like a, a month after we graduated and like uh we we go i go in and like i open the door to like the place we were recording drums and all of a sudden i noticed that like the door is in the wall and i'm like oh god oh fuck i just hole in the wall trying to open the door and for like like four hours i was just like sitting there like freaking out like oh my god i just like this brand new studio i just it's like a you know like the, the whole doorknob was in the wall yeah I'm like i'm i'm going to a great pay. way to kick off recording the entire album <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna have to pay so much money i i i can't do this what is happening and then uh my professor my like I guess Gabe told my professor, it's like, oh yeah, that that's that already happened. So I was like, oh, <laughs> oh man, that's great, that's great. Uh, for me, I don't know. I mean, like technically, we toured with Gami during the like during the making of this album. That was a lot of fun. I would say that's probably one of, like the the good memories in general. But like honestly, recently we've been having a team enthusiasm renaissance within the band because it's like. We're more enthusiastic about the record now that's getting closer to being released and we're doing all these music videos and stuff for it so honestly like recently filming the videos has been a lot of fun i, I just i really like doing video content and you know I'm, I'm glad we're doing more coming up so that's that's probably one of my favorite memories it's just like getting to like give the songs visuals and be like ah this is like you know getting to see the end product too hell yeah yeah, like yeah. and like actually building a team which has been crazy like we have a manager now oh shit and we have a label yeah and, and someone that like it's like he books at this big agency but it's like he's not like booking us under that but like we're being he's like booking for us so we have like a like an actual team team and it's like yeah. really surreal yeah. for the yeah. first time ever that's <laughs> sick you guys keep bringing up the gami and team tour and i just i'm so jealous i wish i wish i was in the scene back then i was listening just like I was like emo quartet, you know, like Twenty One Pilots, Fall Out Boy, yeah. My Chemical Romance. You know, I was I was in that era, <laughs> um, yeah. but I wish I was in the scene so I could have seen that. Cause, I, bro, I the things I would have done to see that tour. <laughs> oh my god! I, yeah, god. it's funny because we actually opened every night of that tour with two songs from this album, like even back then, which is like it's weird to think how long we've been playing that shit. So 
You, yeah. you would have heard part of the album if you saw us then too. We we opened with Virtual Boy into Clueless because that was before we even wrote Snag. Oh, oh. Yeah. And then we, we also covered that. Burning Up every night. Nice. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that was that's was, that was a crazy tour, and that was the last tour we went on. Like, period. Like, we haven't gone on one since. So, damn. It's, like, fre- it's still kind of fresh. Is like, oh, that was our last tour. That was awesome. Dude, yeah. Tour. Well, that's a sick yeah, last, last tour. tour. You guys need yeah. to go on tour again. Oh, we would love to. I think they're a little too big for us now, but uh, oh. we love Gami. They're fucking fantastic dudes. We love hanging mm-hmm. with them. If they ever wanted to play a show with us again, we'd say yes in a heartbeat. Hell yeah. Sure. Putting that on the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so picture this. You're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Single hard-boiled egg. God damn it. From the gas station? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's, so there's a lot of guests. Okay, so I know that sounds like a joke, and it kind of is. That's not what I would get. But I have gotten <laughs> it before, and it's a good source of protein. Um, you said this last time. Did I? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, uh, just go watch the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember talking about a single hard boiled egg. We also didn't have this question, so if yeah, it was we anything, didn't have this question. it was when you were on death row. Five ever. Oh, it was literally five ever. Oh, fuck oh you, man. God. This isn't five ever. Um, yeah. God damn um, it, I mean, Sam. They sell... You're in too many projects, Sam. Sorry, Sky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam's an old head in the scene now. He's having memory issues. Um, yeah, oh. so you can get a hard boiled egg. It's a little wet because it comes in like a little plastic thing, but yeah. it's, I mean, if you're in a gas station and you're in one of those like nice gas stations that kind of has like fruit and stuff you could pick up like a fruit and a hard-boiled egg and like a nice drink maybe some nuts and like that's like a, not a bad meal to have on tour it's like i mean it's a gas station so it's like a little pricey but it's better than spending you know like 20 bucks at a diner to eat really like greasy breakfast which i do many times on tour but i always end up kind of feeling a little shitty afterwards so but uh no actually i would probably get an arizona lemon and then like i don't know if i if i like probably trail mix if I wanted to feel healthy and like pop tarts if I wanted to feel not so healthy. Okay. Right. So you wouldn't actually, you don't actually get like the soggy hard boiled eggs then? No, I do. But like, that's not a choice. It's like, a, I need like some kind of good protein that won't make me like <laughs> shit at the gate. Well, hummus. Hummus okay. and pretzels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't get the eggs, man. Yeah. They're good. Don't. <laughs> they're good. Don't. Promise. They're good. They're a little <laughs> soggy. They kind I of need you to make it mouth. through the tour. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. No, I, I'll try uh, the pretzels and hummus. I'll, I'll go. This is go almost as bad. Just for you. Just for you. This is almost as bad as the band we interviewed last night. Pollyanna, the guitarist, kept talking about how he just he doesn't get anything at the gas station. He'll just eat the scraps of his bandmates. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter how old it is. Three day old chicken yeah. sandwich. And it's like that, that's, that's oh vile. God. It's like a mm-hmm. vulture. That's terrible. You gotta that's you gotta have mean. some kind of choice. Like you can't just be like yeah you know whatever the scraps. Like you're gonna be miserable. You gotta pick <laughs> yeah. one thing at least. Come on. Exactly. But what do you get? What do you I don't get, know. Sam? I say the hard boiled egg's worse. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm I team agree. hard boiled egg. Pro pro hard boiled egg. I'm not. They're like. Oh, they're in like their own puddle of whatever liquid. I. Egg, you know, egg juice. It's like. No. It's natural. No, I'd rather. You can drink it. I'd rather the hot dog. No. I'd rather Yeah, I'd rather get the so, gas station hot dog than a gas station soggy hard boiled egg. Well, I'm ga- sorry, I'm coming after your hard boiled egg. Gas station drinks. Things. Gas station drinks are very expensive. So what you can do is get a gas station hard boiled egg. They got the juice in the bottom. Yeah. You get food and you get a drink with it. That's so gross, dude. Ah, no, no. No. What do you think is in this? It's fucking hard boiled. <laughs> Freshly squeezed. <laughs> I live off that shit. Sam, Sam anyway, Sam, answer the question. Please. <laughs> Have you know I'm I'm more normal. Um, Thank you. 
for for Bev's, I gotta stick to the the OG, the the mains, Polar Seltzer. Anywhere I go, if they have it, shame on the South for not having Polar Seltzer. Boo. Sorry. Yeah, the South has been... cucumber lime Gatorade always, which is fantastic. Yes, they do. So if I'm in the South, I won't get cucumber lime Gatorade. Oh, fucking limon pepino, baby. <laughs> uh, that is the best Gatorade I've ever had. It's good. It and tastes then... like a spa. Nice. Yeah, oh. exactly. And that's so exciting. <laughs> uh, for snacks, mm-hmm. I guess I get trail mix or like uh, like a granola bar or like like hummus because i'm because mm-hmm. like hummus normal. and pretzels normal normal um or and i'll make it like a really crazy candy Ooh, you like the fruity the, the, the special sour candies and shit like that mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. like the ones that are like covered in like tahin or something yeah i think like uh i think my favorite candy of all time is like sour patch kids mm. Mm-hmm. So like anything within that like realm, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it, I get it. And uh, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? I'd say fruit salad. Probably the nasty patty from SpongeBob. Hmm. No, we're that's too different answers. That's yeah, two like polar opposite answers. No, we'd be we'd be one of those like real life crabby patties, like the gummy ones, but like oh, like a hundred of them on a plate, like a, a whole meal. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and like some kind of uh, really insane like, like, colors. Yeah, and like bubble tea on the side or something. What flavor yeah, I, of bubble tea? I like green tea, but okay. I feel like we'd be taro because I like the color. There you go. That's my yeah. favorite. That's, right. that's would, I love taro. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Good. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music. So if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? I'd probably be one of those like little dogs you see on Instagram that just like have like the best lives ever. Like they mm-hmm. don't have to worry about shit. Like they get to do all kinds of crazy stuff and go all these places and have an owner that like loves the fuck out of them. That'd be great. You wouldn't have to worry about anything. And, then, and like you'd be a little dog, so you live probably like 15, 20 years. That's enough. It's a good time. Right. Yeah. I want I want longevity. So I'd I'd say like a tortoise. Tortoise. Mm-hmm. Um, live like a good two hundred years, just like flopping. Like crawling across the beach, that'd be kind of cool. That's sick, yeah. That'd be very cool. Perfect. So, if you could have lunch <laughs> with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? That is a good one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to like. Don't say Jay Z. Do not say fucking Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking dinner with Jay Z every time. That's way more valuable than 100k. Exactly. No, that's um, that's where I got this question actually. Nice. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, man. That's good. I guess I. I mean, I'd probably have to pick a, a dead artist because, like, you know, you never know. You might end up having lunch with an alive artist. So. Exactly. You know, I, you know if I if I can pick anyone, it's got to be somebody, who's passed. I'm gonna say Rivers Cuomo, because, mm. one time. Uh, back when like Snapchat was cool, uh, I was really young. I added him on Snapchat, and he like accepted my friend request. And I sent him a message, and he fucking read it. Never replied. But like, Aww. I would just, I know it's so sad. You want to confront so, like, him about it? I want to have, <laughs> I want to get like a nice meal with him, 
and then like like try to like get access to my old Snapchat and be like, you see this? You see this right here? You didn't respond to this. Yeah. Rivers Cuomo, you left me on red. He seems like like the most like wholesome dude ever. Like I don't know if you see his fucking mm-hmm. TikToks, but the man just he's goes so on there and, like dances in his PJs, but he's mm-hmm. like a millionaire. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, he's just like a little goblin. It's fun. He's great. He was, he's ahead of the curve. I read an interview with him like from like back when Limp Biscuit were big where he's like, Yeah, actually I'm I've been into Limp Biscuit. Like I think they're pretty cool. Like I've been thinking about trying some of that stuff. And I'm like, dude, like nobody in indie rock was thinking that at that time for sure. No. Like he's he's definitely one of a kind. Um, if I had to have lunch with anybody dead or alive, I, this sounds probably kind of cliche, but I would say Kurt Cobain because I feel like everybody like projects like an image of like what they think he was like onto him. And I just want to like sit down with him and like have an honest chat and be like, like, what is this guy actually like? You know, how does he actually talk? Like, you know, because he's such like a figure now. He's not like a person anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd want to like talk to him as a person. I feel like that'd be interesting. Hell yeah. I'd have a lot of trivia questions too. Hell yeah. <laughs> probably be annoying. Uh, so for this last yeah. question, boom, you're on Desert Island. You can bring one movie, one album, and one person. Who and what are you bringing? Y'all with the difficult ones. Yeah, I know. These are like harder than the questions about our music. Like, what the <laughs> fuck about our music? This is a real shit right here. Uh, one album would definitely be Grassroots by 311. Bring that every time. I can listen to that shit t- 10 times in a row in my sleep, and I have. Um, nice. Uh, movie. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take the take the easy way out. I'm gonna say Star Wars Three: Revenge of the Sith. I'm gonna say that one because mm-hmm. I can quote it beginning to end. But in person, I just probably bring my girlfriend. All right, All easy right. enough. Yeah, that uh, person. I just said my girlfriend. Oh. Okay. Um. I, if I can bring two, I'll bring another one. <laughs> <laughs> another Good idea. Uh. Okay. So movie. Wait, you say, yeah, album or movie first? You can do it it's, in whatever uh, order you'd like. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> this is where I get crazy. So album would probably be the guy that sings about every town in Massachusetts. Because, like, if I'm going to be stuck in an island forever, I want to become insane. So, like, I want to... <laughs> so, like, I don't know if you've heard about the guy that sings about every town... Um, it's a horrible. No, never heard of this. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So he's singing about every town in Massachusetts. So I would just like you know some nostalgia, like where I grew up, and mm. just like sing about my town and and like the cities around me. So at least like it's not, it's like it doesn't feel like music. Definitely like very outsider music. Yeah, keep in mind at these least, aren't like, real songs. This is like, <laughs> like you, you guys got to yeah. check this shit out. It's fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, there's definitely one for New Jersey, definitely one for Virginia, oh. uh, uh, Pennsylvania, every, everywhere. He's got one for everyone. It's pretty crazy. I have to um, check out. Movie, probably Chicken Run. Okay. That's good. Okay. And Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> because he, even though he opened my Snapchat and just read it, I can you can suffer for the rest of time. The eternal suffering of Rivers Cuomo for like the the lowest sin imaginable. <laughs> you would go insane together. Um so as I said, that's all the questions you have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh yeah. Uh 
go listen to Snag, our new single, and listen to our album Guilty Pleasure when it comes out. And uh, listen to the rest of our music on any streaming platform. Um, I don't, I don't know when is when does this go out. I have no idea. Uh, a couple weeks from now. All right, we might we'll have another single coming out soon called Overload. Check that one out too. Oh yeah. All right. Anything else saying? Yeah. Be on the lookout. We threw our whole uh, <laughs> our whole our whole energy into this this album. So like if you don't like it, I'm going to be mad. We're gonna we're gonna be so we're gonna be so disappointed with ourselves. Not pleasing <laughs> Um uh, we're also playing Fest this year in October. So if you are in Florida or if you're going to Florida, be on the lookout. We're also playing this festival in July. Uh, at the Summit Shack, the Summit Shack Festival, um, we broke their PA system show. last time we played there, so we're 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 giving it up to them by uh, playing their festival nice. because we felt bad. But That's also, they're, they're cool. <laughs> yeah, they're really <laughs> cool. That's why we're cool. doing it. But we, yeah, we act like we're doing it as like a, a favor. Like, oh, sorry, system. we fucked up your entire thing that makes your venue a venue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Back and tracks go too hard. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for sound. This guy's been Cheem, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>